Hey, it's Marisa, and you're listening to Heard That with Marisa Tigney Podcast. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney Podcast is sponsored in part by Holy Grail Clothing Company, an American lifestyle brand presented by the Regal Brand Incorporated. Discover high-quality handcrafted essentials from their collections for men, women, and children. Podcast subscribers can take 15% off their entire purchase with discount code HEARDTHAT15. That's H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5 when they shop the virtual retail store at HolyGrailClothingCompany.com. That's HolyGrailClothingCo.com. Holy Grail Clothing Company, wear your crown. I absolutely love doing volunteer service. I have met the most amazing people and some extraordinary kids as well. The cool thing that kids will always ask for when I am volunteering is books, if we have books available for them to take home because their passion and love for reading. There's an amazing author out there by the name of Trevor Romaine who has such cool books for kids that are fun and awesome with simple stories that kids can relate to and parents as well. The Trevor Romaine Company has a diverse collection of social and emotional learning resources to help children and their families become healthier, happier, and more confident. All heard that, listeners. If you go on trevorromaine.com today, you get an exclusive 15% off your complete order by using the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5, at trevorromaine.com. Trevor Romaine, no E at the end of Romaine. Dot com today. Beyond excited to have this wonderful, wonderful friend of mine uh, join the podcast today. Uh, her name is Courtney Martinez. She is absolutely amazing. And I'm not just hyping her up because of how many uh, years I've known her. And I had the pleasure of working with her mom a long time ago, but uh, born and raised in middle Tennessee. Uh, she is a proud graduate of Laverne, and hopefully I'm saying that right, high school and Belmont yes. University. Uh, she has an awesome resume of uh, sports, and I'm going to turn the floor over to her. And uh, welcome, Courtney. Hi. Yes, we've known each other. Oh, my gosh. Because what my mom worked at Logan's like 10 years ago, so yeah. we've probably known each other since I was in high school. So, like, yeah, so 10, 11, 12 years, something around there. Something around there. So, yeah, so we definitely go back a long time. And then you left us to go back to Michigan or Ohio. I did. Ohio. I, did. I, went to, I, went to the, I went to the colder states, but then I got it all together. I'm now in a hot state. So um, there you go. <laughs> Texas adopted me four and a half years ago. So I'm happy to be here and definitely happy with the weather because I haven't seen snow in a little bit. Knock on wood. Hopefully 2020 does not end in snow here since it's already been a crazy year already. So <laughs> Uh, tell uh, the listeners a little bit about your background, where you're from, and uh, all that wonderful stuff. Yeah, so as you mentioned, I was born and raised in Middle Tennessee. I lived in Nashville and Laverne my whole life until I moved down here to Atlanta a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But I graduated from Belmont five years ago with a degree in mass communications and sports and media. So I uh, loved my time at Belmont. Uh, the professors that I had there really prepared me for the world I'm in right now. Uh, the friends that I have there from there and from high school still 
talk with them like every single day. So I was just really blessed to grow up in that area and stay in that area for college and get the education that I did. Mm -hmm. Um, So then after I graduated, I actually moved down here to Atlanta. I got a uh, post-grad internship with Turner Sports. And so when Turner and CBS got the March Madness tournament about 10 years ago, when Mm -hmm. they signed that huge deal with them, uh, part of the deal was that Turner Sports would do this post-grad program for people that graduate from an NCAA institution. They didn't necessarily have to be a student athlete like I wasn't. You know, right. I haven't played sports since high school uh, when I played soccer for two years. But um, So they hire 10 people every year for this program, and you basically get to go work for Turner Sports here in Atlanta, and you do things for the NCAA's like, sports website. Their main, like their main website is still run by the people up in Indianapolis mm-hmm. where their headquarters are. But I wrote for NCAA.com. I was in the editorial department at Turner Sports. So I was there for the internships about a year. And you're helping coverage for all 90 NCAA championships. It's oh, not wow. just football. It's not just March Madness basketball. We do things for all 90 championships. I there. did not know that. Wow. So that was a lot of like, you know, so that was a lot of fun because I got to like, you know, test my knowledge and test my skills in other sports besides the ones that I was experts at. So I really learned a lot of that internship, which was Mm -hmm. great. Um, But I mean, obviously, the big thing was March Madness when it came around. Um, I was working long hours that whole first week. But I mean, what better job? do you have than just to sit in a room and watch March Madness games all day? That had to be a dream. How many I mean, screens did you have in front of you? Did you have like a... Oh, God. Uh, well, we were in like this big war room. Yeah. Is what we called it. And I mean, we had like huge screens like everywhere. I think we... I can't remember the exact number, but we had every single game on for that opening round pretty much. Oh, wow. Um, That's Going fantastic. on simultaneously. Yeah. That's like a dream so, job right there. <laughs> yeah. So that, was, so that was cool. Like to get to go do that. So... um and they were really great about getting us like field experience too. So every intern got to go to at least one of these championships. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fortunate enough to go to two. So I actually got to cover the men's frozen four, um, the hockey tournament. And that year is in Tampa. I mean, I get to go to Tampa in April and watch college hockey while enjoying beach weather. Like I don't think better than that either. <laughs> um, and then actually got to go to Omaha for a week and cover the college world series. So this was, you know, 2016. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I loved my time at Turner and luckily like the, um, connections that I made there led to my, my next job. Um, my boss at Turner used to work at the Atlanta journal constitution and knew they were hiring some people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the, you know, the newspaper down here in Atlanta. Um, so I went there and I worked for their hyper, hyper local team. So I focus more on like news and the community that people need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ran like social accounts and did things like that. Um, and I loved, I still talk with my AJC folks like all the time, like, cause, um, they're just incredible journalists and they do incredible groundbreaking work. Um, the year that I was there, they were a finalist for a Pulitzer for their, um, investigations into doctor abuse. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, it's a really great, um, investigative piece that they did. Um, so I got there like right when they were nominated for one for it and stuff. Um, they were finishing up the tail end of pushing it out on their social campaign for it. Um, so, but that was, I loved my time at the AJC, but an opportunity came along with the TV station that was also owned um, by the newspaper's owners, uh, WSB TV. And WSB TV is one of the oldest stations in the South. Um, we've been, this is our 71st or 72nd year of television of local news. Oh, wow. Um, 70 years. Wow. 71st. Yeah. 
the history of WSB is just, it's incredible to look into and just everyone that has come through that station. Mm-hmm. Um, for your listeners, I don't know if they've noticed this like on Facebook, but we have a hype guy in the mornings. His name's Fred Blankenship and he is fantastic. You would love him, Marissa. He does like these pump up videos every morning and they go viral. Like, okay, I've go- seen him. I did not know the two were yeah. linked like that. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Fred is just as energetic in person and so sweet. Like the entire, like all of our anchors are great. Our reporters are great. Meteorologists mm-hmm. or our sports department, you name it. Like there's not like one person that I, I do not enjoy working with at WSB. Um, and Fred, and like I said, Fred goes viral. Him and Mark Aram do these like hip hop tribute tributes in our morning show that also go crazy on the internet. But um, I've been at WSB for two years now. So I work in like the web team. So I do things for anything you see on our website, Mm -hmm. um, our social media pages. If you have the app downloaded on your phone, I send like push alerts. So we have like a whole team dedicated just to that section, like that element of the TV station. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, I just, I adore working with everyone, but I've been very fortunate. It's hard to find like in your career to where you have enjoyed every single one of your jobs and the people that you work with. And I've been very blessed to have done that for five years now to where I've been really blessed with every single one of my jobs. That's really good. And with so much going on, uh, you and I talked earlier before, you know, getting on, on, on air, we had talked about the pandemic and how basically it just halted everything. And Mm -hmm. so your for what you for what you do and you know you're behind in season everything else take us through how it was when the pandemic and in, in the, I'm sure in our minds we thought it was only going to last like two weeks three weeks four weeks here we are soon in month number seven I mean we do have some college and some uh, professional sports that are live now but take us to the early stages where everything was starting to be at a halt and uh, how was it for you all? Uh, at the station that you're you're at everything just pretty much is stopping yeah so I mean again you I think we were kind of in the same mindset but kind of not like we figured it would last a few months but I don't know if anybody really saw it lasting this long Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean we've been this the I mean we've been through some pandemics before or epidemics I should say um Mm -hmm. We have like the swine flu that people keep comparing this to um, and things like that. But uh, I mean, we've been working, at least for me, I've been working from home since March. Um, A lot of our reporters also have been working from home because we want to, because we don't want to just tell people, hey, this is what you need to be doing to deal with this pandemic right now. Cause we are in one, like you don't like, we're not just going to tell people to wear your mask or tell people that, Hey, stay home. We're going to show you that we're doing that too. And I think that's so important that we have been doing that. Um, like our reporters have been practicing what we're preaching. Um, and so it's just like, you know, it's just been a crazy roller coaster for everyone this year. It's like, I don't think we know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, at the beginning, we were focusing just like on the impact of individuals and we were focusing on the impact of schools because schools were still going on. So that was a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um And then over the summer, it was just, you know, focusing on like the hospitalizations that were growing here in Georgia, because Georgia has been a red state for several months now. Yeah, Uh, we've definitely been one of the states that's been hit the hardest um, Mm. by coronavirus cases. Um, And I don't want to like, you know, give out stats or anything like that. It just, you know, it's just like it's it doesn't matter what the stats are right now. People have been impacted by this in just ways we can't imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So, I mean, that's just been like crazy for us. And right now we're really focused, you know, on just like what changes have come about from this pandemic. Uh, we're focusing a lot on the vaccine trials that are happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like there are several here in Georgia. So a lot of our reporters have been in contact with, you know, the vaccine trials and, you know, we're trying to keep people informed as best as we can. Um, we do, we switched our 11 PM news a few months ago. Yeah. Instead of a traditional half hour, you know, with news, weather, sports, we're doing more deep dive investigative pieces into coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's how it started off at the pandemic. You know, um, now we're doing a lot of election stuff, too. But mm-hmm. um, it's just it's been a crazy year for news. And but I think stations and news coverage in general has adapted well to it. I know some people might disagree with it and say that we're overhyping it. But I mean, yeah. I, from where I've been standing, I think we've appreci- I think we've approached it with the right level of, you know, um, skepticism, but mm-hmm. also, you know, hey, we can get through this. And people want to, and people want to be informed. They don't want to be misled. You know, they don't want right. to be told, you know, one thing, and then five minutes later, something else, and then something else, and, and it just keeps changing everything. People want the facts and they want the truth and everything else. Right. And I think a highlight out of Atlanta. Uh, that's been a bright spot for you all. Needless to say, unfortunately for my teams, they just can't get it together. But the Atlanta Braves making the postseason uh, for baseball fans that are there in Atlanta, I think that's pretty awesome. Um, who has been uh, your standout on that team of making it happen to where they're at? And do you see them going far into uh, the postseason? Yeah, so I think it's hard not to talk about Freddie Freeman and the incredible season that he's been having. I mean, he's in contention for nationally most valuable player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just and I think what's just to tie this back, Freddie in July, like a week before camp started or the week that camp started, tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. And we're he, coming out, yeah. And he had the symptoms. When I say he had it, like he he and his wife, Chelsea, just talked about how it hit him like a ton of bricks. Mm -hmm. He had fever that almost hit 105 degrees. He lost his sense of smell, his sense of taste. Um, He just felt like he he said that the worst night that he had was that Friday night that he had it. And he said a prayer to God because he was just like, don't take me. Like that was just like, you know, when you hear a professional athlete who has never been sick, like mm-hmm. Freddie's been injured before, but he's never been out for being sick. And he's one of those guys that just never seems like, like anything ever bothers him. And right. this did, you know, and he's a healthy, you know, 30 year old or um, however old he is, you know? So, yeah, I mean, in his it, early thirties, yeah. Yeah. So it just, it just goes to show you this can hit anybody. And the way that Freddie bounced back from that and the season that he has produced has been incredible. You know, he's been top three or four in every offensive category in the national league. Um, I know that it's a tough competition this year for MVP. Um, I mean, you have Tadis jr. With Padres, you have Manny Machado with the Padres, you have Mookie Betts having an incredible first season with the Dodgers. Yep. So, I mean, it's going to be like a, it's going to be a tough race. Um, unfortunately for Freddie, a lot of people or some voters really pay attention to, you know, the defense and the home runs. He yep. doesn't have as many runs as his other three guys. And unfortunately, even though I disagree with it, I think Freddie's defense is so undervalued. Mm-hmm. It really is. It amazes me. Like the other night, he had two incredible plays that could have gone horribly wrong, but didn't yeah. because Freddie just kept his composure and made the tags that he needed to do, made the throws that he needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but his defensive wins above replacement because he's a first baseman. It's just not going to be as high as a shortstop or an out or a center fielder. 
like right. Mookie, you know, it's just, it's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, short stops and center fielders just get more for their, um, just get more points for their defensive value. Um, and then Freddie just hasn't hit as many home runs. Now he's hit, you know, his first grand slams and back-to-back games. He's never had one before in this season. He does it back-to-back games, which is crazy. Um, but if I was a voter, I would, I mean, I know I'm That's biased. what I was going to ask you too. If you were a voter, I know. If that- I was a voter, I would, I wouldn't want to count out Freddie at all. Like yeah. I would have number one or number two for sure. Um, if you had an AL vote for MVP and an NL vote for MVP, who would you have? See, American League, I feel like I don't pay as much attention to. Yeah. <laughs> as bad as it sounds, it's just like, I, I just, I, I, I know that there's talk of, um, uh, who is it? The, um, oh man, I'm so blanking on this. I'm so sorry. Um, well, and there's, like another first, there's like another first baseman in contention for in the American League. So it'd be yeah. crazy if we have like two first basemans win it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, for, for NL, just because I watch more of it, that's, that's who I would pick. Um, the Cy Young is interesting too. Oh yeah. The Cy- um, um, good luck to the people that it, pick a Cy Young winner. Cause that, it, yeah, that, I mean, loaded. I think this season, the shortened season that it was, that it was the amount of talent and the, and the people that mm-hmm. came through of all of this, it, it's, it's loaded versus regular season i think this is definitely like the toughest races that voters have had to have so again that's why i wouldn't fault them if they go with somebody like a tatis or a mookie or manchata just because you know the defensive value is better for freddie as far as cy young goes to me as like as much as i would love to see max freed win it i think he's done an incredible job for us he's definitely our number one starter heading into the playoffs Mm -hmm. um by far. Um, I think it's going to be either Bauer or DeGrom's going to win his third straight Cy Young award, which is just like, yeah. it's crazy to me that the Mets can't do more for him. No, <laughs> like, they can't. They can't. I feel so bad for him because DeGrom is just so much fun to watch. Like his pitches just blow me away all the time. And it so is I, a, I, it's a team that is so doggone talented, but they're like that gear in a car on neutral. It's stuck yes. in, in that, in that, in right. that neutral spot. And it's just, okay, what, who, what other pieces do you need to build this team? What else do you need? I mean, again, my dump, Detroit Tigers are a contender for dumpster fire of the year over and over again. But um, needless to say, you know, hopefully we get somebody that's going to be in there since uh, Gardy, you know, stepped down to take care of his health. And uh, mm-hmm. I hope that we get somebody in there that can lead this team and, you know, put the right pieces in place and, so shout out to your Braves. I'm rooting for your Braves since, you know, I know. Yeah, <laughs> like, the, like the fans are excited. Like the, uh-huh. I think like the fans are just like, this team has shown so much compo- like composure coming back in games. Yeah. I think we're one of the top like teams that have come back in games this season, which is something that you want to see. You want to see that your team's never going to give up. Oh, but absolutely. I think after winning the NL East the past two years and, um, not getting past that first round has really taken a lot of like skepticism for these Braves fans mm-hmm. this year. Um, and especially since our pitching, unfortunately, our starting pitching, unfortunately has taken so many hits this year. Yeah. We had, you know, a couple of guys out for the season, including Mike Soroka. Like I hated seeing him going down with that ACL injury. That was just, mm-hmm. it was terrible. Right. Um, but he's a bright young kid. He's got 
so much potential in the future. And, and the I, amount of blowouts that you all have had, like my team got destroyed <laughs> like 15 or like 19, 15 to nothing or 15 to one or whatnot. And y'all were like, that's cute. And the Braves did like what, 29 to? 29 to nine. So I was just like <laughs> watching that. And I was, it was just like incredible to me. I'm like, I've never seen a game like that before, like ever. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, we just kept hitting hit after hit after hit, home run after home run. I mean, Adam Duvall, like, is another guy that's just impressed. Yeah. Like, he has been the surprise of the season for the Braves, quite honestly. Okay. Um, the way that he has just crushed some home runs and, and um, his batting average and everything this year. Um, but I think uh, fans, they're just itching for us just to get past this hump and, you know, get that first series win. We haven't won a series since um, 2001. I think that was the last time that they had won a series, even though mm -hmm. they won those 14 division titles. Right. Still, that was the tail end of their 14 division titles. They didn't get past, you know, the first round through that. And I think after what happened with the Cardinals, especially last year, mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is. And the Braves the other day when we clinched, it looks like that they would be playing the Cardinals again. And I'm sure Braves fans are like, no, 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 no. Um, even though this year we have Asuna, so that's that's nice that the Braves have that. I don't know why I keep saying we. I'm not on the Braves, but um, <laughs> it's just, Listen, it's nice you're, you're, you're part of the team. If you are a true loyal fan and you know yeah. who is you know good and who's not, and you know the the injury reports and all of that, you are part of that team. So you you my dear, you are part of the Atlanta Braves. Um, <laughs> real quick, um, you the thing about Courtney that's pretty cool. Uh, listeners is that even though she's from Tennessee and she resides in Atlanta, uh, she does not like all Georgia teams. She has a hodgepodge of different teams that she likes. Uh, she's a Baltimore Ravens fan. She's a Miami Hurricanes fan. Uh, I know you're hyped about the Battle of the Undefeateds on Monday Night Football coming up with uh, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Uh, it should be a good one. It's going to be close. Hopefully you don't have to work early in the morning the next day because I just feel no. like one of these games that's going to just really keep uh, the fans, the fantasy football folks, if they have any of the players that are playing uh, in absolute suspense. So give me your final score of the game mm. when the, the clock hits 0-0 zero, zero in the fourth quarter. Mm. Oh, man. Um, it's just the odds are changing every single day. You know, it's like, it's one of those things that's really, really tough. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the Ravens are maybe like a two point favorite right now. Mm -hmm. And they that's are. really, that's that margin of error is, you know, huge just because like, it's mm -hmm. it, like, there's it's such a small spread. So it's like, um, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe 35 to 38 Ravens with a game-winning field goal from Justin Tucker. Oh, Justin Tucker. How about that? Oh. I can't, I like, I have to rely on Jay Tuck. Like, yep. and your Texas people would appreciate that. Yes, um, they would. Yes, so, they would. But that gives, I think, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game that gives, I think, uh, so I think too. The, the over-under is like 60-something, I think. It's going to really oh. showcase the, the rocket arm of Mahomes and the rocket arm of uh, Lamar Jackson. One Which reigning MVP. A former uh, MVP. I mean, it's it's going to be a really good game. I look forward to it. Uh, 
it, I mean, I'm more excited than my wonderful Lions possibly going 0-3 in Arizona because <laughs> Kyler Murray is playing out of his mind right now and our secondary, unfortunately, is banged up. That's a whole different show that I can get into. So uh, real quick, Courtney, have you been uh, paying attention to any shows uh, since the pandemic? I know that you said you've been home since March. Uh, and hopefully you had you know some time in between there where you were able to catch up on these shows, any Netflix, Hulu, anything that yeah, you've been watching? So, uh, I still have like a long list. Like I haven't gotten to Shit's Creek yet, even though it won a bunch of Emmys the other day. But Oh yeah, my- I, that's on my list. One of my friends from middle school um, who I reconnected with recently because she started watching one of my favorite TV shows. And so, mm-hmm. of course, I went back and started rewatching it. It's Alias, you know, the Jennifer Gardner spy oh, drama. That, that, that show. Oh, I missed that show. Oh, it was such it was just such a good show. And at the time where I just want to say, like, I feel so fortunate that I had shows like Alias and Buffy growing up. Yeah. With strong, badass women. Who oh, Absolutely. Who didn't need, like, yeah, they had, like, their, you know, their love interest helping them out with Vaughn and Buffy, you know, Buffy, uh, Vaughn on Alias, and then Spike and Angel on Buffy. And, oh, of like, course. Yeah, like they had their teams helping them out, but the women were taking charge. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and Sydney Bristow took charge. And I just, like, am so thankful that I had those two women to, like, on TV to look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but she started watching Alias all the way through. So I've seen that show probably, like, seven, eight times all the way through. So I just made it an even, like nine or ten this time around like because I just went back and watched all my favorite shows um but we've been switching shows back and forth so she watched alias and timeless for me um and then I watched a good one timeless I thought I'm like I'm so upset that like NBC has their peacock station now because I feel like they would have given timeless more time um, Thank you. I just said that too with certain shows that they had. I'm like, what? What is? Yeah. That? Why are we branching off? What right. is this about? Yeah. I mean, they were able to bring AP Bio because at that time, Timeless and AP Bio were both canceled around the same time. But then they mm-hmm. brought AP Bio back and moved it on to Peacock. And I think that's. I feel like if they would have launched it two years ago, even though it's an expensive show to make, I feel like Timeless fans would have been willing to pay for the service. I know I would have. Yeah. Um, even though I have, I think. I think the Peacock Premium and Apple Plus are the only two streaming services I don't have right now. Mm-hmm. So my dad and I share like our like share like the accounts and stuff. Like I pay for Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus. He does Amazon and CBS All Access, um, and then I, I get the ESPN Plus with my Disney Plus account. Um, so, but I watched Alias all the way through again. Um, I finished Russian Doll on Netflix. That was really great. If you love time travel stuff, um, and it's really? it's pretty it's pretty interesting. So, okay. like this woman goes to her birthday party, mm-hmm. and it's um, Natasha. Um, she was on Orange Is the New Black. I, I think. know who you're thinking of. She's got the the wavy Natasha hair. Leone. Leone. Yep. Yeah. Natasha Leone. Uh, yeah, so she nominated, I think, this past award season, not this current, but she was nominated for her role in that. Yeah. Um, it was it was funny. I loved it. It's really quick. It's only like eight episodes, so you can get Mm -hmm. through it like super quick and stuff. But you know, she relives the night that she dies like over and over again and you know, trying to figure out why this keeps happening to her. And she, Mm -hmm. you know, meets somebody else who is also stuck in a time loop. So if you like time loops and science fiction, like time travel stuff, um, but also want to get some good laughs. I think that's a good one. Um, 
for your moms on the show or your families on the show who listen, uh, I just finished, even though it's a kid's show, I really loved it. It's called Julie and the Phantoms. Um, it's on Netflix. It's, um, what is it? Okay, I uh, got to check that out because you're the third person that said that that, that, that is a good one to check so out. It's so good. Like, okay. yeah, it's a kid's show, but like, it's so this one, the, so this 16 year old lost her mom and her mom and her used to write music and play music together and things yeah. like that. And so she goes to like clean out her mom's garage, you know, cause it's been a year and they're trying to sell the house or whatever, but she comes across this old CD and the CD, she plays it. Next thing you know, these ghosts appear of the band of that CD who had died 25 years earlier before they got their big break. Like they were supposed to play this show, but then they went and got street dogs, hot dogs off the street and died of food poisoning from them, uh, which is really random. But, wow. okay. um, but they come back to life as ghosts when she opens their CD and they're trying to figure out their unfinished business while, you know, Julie finds the love of music again. And they like, um, I mean, this is a, this is a spoiler, but it's in the trailer and it's part of the whole premise. So the band, she can only see the band. But when they play music together, they automatically, they all of a sudden become visible to everyone else. So they can. So okay, they, I'll get to check they, that out now. Yeah. So they think that they're holograms, but the okay. music is really great. It's got some good punk, punk pop, some punk rock, you know, it has, you know, some swing flavor from the, from the villain of the show. Um, and it's just a really like great thing on about not giving up on something that you have a passion for that you have a talent for that you have a love for um and how it's especially like for musicians out there it's not always about the fame and the money it's about who you make the music with yeah um and so I just think it's a really great show yeah it's it's kids like the school elements of the show like the school scenes like that's going to be more geared towards the kids but like the music music performances the lyrics I think is somebody is something that anybody can really pay attention to I like that. Well, we so, got only a few seconds left. So I want to end this and I could talk to you forever because yeah. been forever with us and we just need to, can, I taught, we taught, uh, Courtney and I text all the time. We tweet each other all the time when some breaking news happens or some big kind of sports thing happens or anything, or we are both fans of, of classic movies and everything. And uh, we, you know, we communicate that way, but this has just been an absolute delight talking to you. And I want to end by asking you a question. What is it that you want to, but beyond all the crazy that's happened this year and everything else and the uncertainty and unfortunate things that happened, what is the one thing you want to accomplish for yourself and end 2020 on a good, on a good note by the year's end? Oh, for myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, this is more just, I, I don't, unfortunately just with the way things are, I, I don't know if this is going to happen, but I just, I've been itching so bad for three years now to get back to Puerto Rico. Um, I have a Puerto Rican listeners. He is a proud yeah. Puerto Rican. Um, and I just, I'm going to get emotional here, but I haven't been on the island since Maria hit. This week is the third anniversary of it. And mm -hmm. the island is, it's, I mean, it's kind of gotten back to normal. And then this pandemic hit and all these, like my cousins and family own small businesses, they've been hit. Um, all these, I mean, it's just the tourism industry was finally picking back up and then cruise ships get canceled for the pandemic. All these trips get like airlines are changing things. And it's just, I haven't, I've seen my, I've been fortunate to see my aunt that lives on the island still, mm -hmm. but she's not in the best of health. And I just, I 
as much as I want to go down there, I want to protect her. Yeah. You know, she is one of somebody with underlying health conditions. Um, so I wish by the end of 2020 that this was just gone so I can go down to her, but hopefully that's my goal in 2021 is, you know, to get back mm-hmm. down to the Island and just, and help people out. And cause honestly, again, we just, we still need the help three years later. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree with, I so agree with that. And it is so important and imperative that people just heard what you said about, you know, family and the importance of it. And in this crazy time, we have to take care of each other. We have to make sure that everyone's good. And I always end uh, my podcast shows by telling people to, you know, take care of one another, you know, wear masks, stay safe, uh, because we need each other more than we realize we need each other. We need each other. So Courtney, you are awesome. You are an absolute gem. And I, I really, really hope that sooner than later, you get that opportunity to get back to Puerto Rico, see your family. You. And uh, I definitely want to connect with you on somehow we can still continue to help the, the residents there. Uh, because like you said, it's been three years and it still looks like that they got hit yesterday uh, of mm-hmm. all the, the stuff and they still need aid. So we definitely... Um, and same with people in Texas and the Gulf Coast right oh, now, yeah, Texas, still. Louisiana, Alabama, Gulf Shores area, like the way that those storms hit back to back. I just encourage nice. anyone to, to, you know, I encourage anyone to do your research, find some organizations that are actually going to help the people down there yes. um, and, and do that. And then register to vote people. Please register vote. to vote. Y'all heard her there to end the show on a perfect note. Thanks, Courtney. All right. Thanks for having me on, Marissa. Absolutely. Follow Heard That with Marisa Tigney on social media on Facebook. Heard That Marisa 5 on Instagram and at Lovely Marisa T on Twitter. Thank you for your continued support.